Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, prepay, and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. bonsai bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. bonsai bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants. Oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the ten. number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you.
Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Today we are stoked to sit down with the father-son team of Ocean Hut Surf Shop in Lavalette, New Jersey. That's correct. New yeah. Jersey. Uh, Tony G hey, and Tony. James. All right. Uh, G stands for... Giordano. Giordano. People but, get that right. So but we won't Tony call G you that. Fine. Tony, Tony G, G is fine. Tony with James, G is fine. With James, James G is James fine too. James G is fine. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for taking the time and on your vacation. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Happy yeah. to be here. So, yeah. you, you picked a really good time to uh, to come to Cali and score some epic West swells. Yeah, yeah. I feel very fortunate, very lucky. I yeah. got in here Wednesday afternoon. I've been doing nothing but surfing. It's yeah. probably... Some of the better waves I've seen on the south side of Huntington Pier. Yeah. You know, because I'm usually in and out of town. I never really linger for that long, but this has been a great warm-up. Uh, yeah. I so love it. stoked to be here. It's good. Everybody says it's cold, but I'm from New Jersey, yeah. so I'm sweating in my 3-2. I wouldn't even consider wearing a pair of boots yeah. in that kind of temperature. So it's actually happy this, to be here. Yeah, this time of year... Usually it can get you know pretty cool, but it's been it's pretty mild. It's pretty mild. It's yeah. certainly yeah. fine for me. I, yeah. mean, yeah. I get to take my hood off and my five mil off, and oh, I feel like a like man. Trunks. Yeah, Conditions man. Are, are amazing. I mean, it's been glassy all day. It's it, there was like weird fog that came in yesterday or the day before, but yeah. right, right. But for the most part, it's been glassy all freaking day. Yeah, pretty good. The tides kind of worked against us a little bit, but I think it's kept it a little bit peakier. Yeah. But um, overall, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty you can't complain when it's overhead. I mean, I don't, you know, yeah, yeah, you don't want it closed out, but when it's at least overhead, it has energy, you're like yeah. fired up to get out there. Yeah. James got some good waves today. Nice. I feel like it's been small for a while, so it's nice to have some yeah. energy back in the water. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's start at the beginning, Tony. Tony right. G. Tony. Where were you born? Well, it's kind of a, I don't want to drag it out too much. Um, basically, my surfing started in 1967. And that was due to my father buying a beach house in Lavalette. And you can say that's either the beginning or the end, however you want to look <laughs> at it, you know? Uh, I wasn't a great student, so college wasn't really on the on tap wait, for me. We're not going uh, straight to college yet. Yeah. So, well, so wait, wait. Yeah, so how so, did you get into surfing? Uh, the beach house, right? Yeah. We got a beach house. I worked two little jobs. I saved up enough money. I how, bought how a nine-two... GNS Hot Curl. How old I was you when you thir- started? 13 years old. 13 years old. Yeah. And you you, you went and bought us 9-2... 9-2 GNS Hot Curl. Okay. It was like the shortest board in the racks because yeah. I was, wow. you know... And it weighed probably 35 pounds and... Uh, no, it was just bad. right when they were starting to get glass a little lighter. It had that stringer that split up in the nose and the tail, you know. Okay. And there were some good surfers in Lavalette that I was already looking up to. Yeah. So I was in a hurry to become a good surfer so my parents were very liberal so as soon as they bought that beach house I was 13 years old and I got a key yeah so I didn't live there full-time it was a vacation home so when I went to high school whoever had a car and was willing to drive me I had the place so where did you live I lived about 45 minutes away okay Uh, New Jersey's kind of separated by northern New Jersey and southern New Jersey so I, I did my high school years in northern New Jersey and then surfed in southern Jersey. So there was a bit of a like an hour ride yeah. to get to the beach. So but since bad. I had that key, yeah. I was able to go whenever I wanted. And yeah. that means an older guy with a car was willing For to sure. take me because, you know, we would have the house. Yeah. You know? so, so prior to getting up board at 13, did you follow like surfing at all? Did you get magazines no, or anything? No, I mean... 
It was the Gidget era. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. So surfing was on the wild world of sports back then. Yeah. Um, I really didn't catch my attention. I can tell you what did. Surfer Magazine was in a bus stop uh, five and dime, and there was a picture of Jock Sutherland riding Pipeline, and that was the first Surfer Magazine I ever bought. It was like a dollar seventy-five, and I, wow. I looked through those pages and yeah. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. You know, I got my go father there. bought a beach house, and and look at this crap. I think I want to do this stuff. You know, <laughs> Pipeline here I come. come right? Was it crowded? <laughs> Back then, or was it? Uh... Uh, yeah, well, you know, longboarding was uh, in the '60s was like such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, half the boards sold went to people who never even used them. They used yeah. to just ride around on their cars, you know. One that's um, the lifestyle, kind of like yeah, what's yeah. going on now. It well, is, but now well, they're soft tops. <laughs> yeah, I would say what's going on with soft tops yeah. is definitely what it was and like. The, you know? cat, the fins are yeah. they're sitting the wrong way on the deck. You know? So uh, by the time I got out of uh, high school, which was in '72. The shortboard thing had just started up. Were you a hippie? So, Did you have long hair? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I nice. had long hair till uh, way after I had James and yeah. kids and everything. I kept, I hung on to it as long as I could. I mean, I, <laughs> I have kids. I they ask me, "Dad, did you ever have hair?" Well, certain generations know me back then, and other generations know yeah. me the way I look today. You yeah. know. And believe me, God has blessed me all the way through the whole thing, and yeah. so has surfing. You know. Uh, that's so, for sure. Did you yeah. get into competition at all? Or Yeah. Um, actually, I was probably like a year or two into it, maybe 14, maybe 15. They drove me down to Ocean City, New Jersey for like an Easter fling. And that's when the names were on a chalkboard. And there was about 30 guys on the list, you know. And, of course, like I told you, the older guys brought me down there. Yeah. Because I had the key. They had the car. So I went down with, like, guys that were, like, three years older than me driving. And I didn't even know my ass from my elbow and what I was doing, you know. So I go into this surf contest, and George Gerlach was running it. Oh, wow. Uh, he became a mentor of mine. And... Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. The best wave I had was right at the buzzer, and I was just ran up to George. I didn't even know him. I said, you're going to count that last wave? You're going to count that last wave? I went across the whole sandbar. And he looked at me. He goes, no, we're not. You you stood up after the buzzer, and then that was it. (laughs) And my name was at the very bottom of that chalkboard, you know? And I couldn't take it. I got razzed all the way home. (laughs) 
right? Because it was an hour ride by all these older guys. And then they told everybody. And then I had been dead last. And I just was so determined to fix that. So the, the next year, when we started going, I never took less than a third or a fourth or a second. You're hungry. And I was just like so. That, that fueled the fire. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Then That's they used amazing. to just cry. I used to travel with this guy, Jeff Aronsman. And then when him and I used to show up, everybody would be like, why did you drive here today? Why don't you stay where you live? Mm-hmm. I go, sorry, boys. Yeah. We'll see taking, you in the, we'll see you in the finals. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that kind of went through my high school years, and then I didn't go to college. Uh, not that I professed not going to college, yeah. but James was definitely going to college, no matter how good he served or whatever, because yeah. that's important at this it, day and age. But back, sure. in, back in my time, it wasn't like yeah. the whole recipe, you know? Yeah. So going to uh, California and Hawaii in 72 and 73, I got to meet everybody that made the surf industry, you know? So yeah. we all met when we were like 19, 20 years old, and that's kind of just catapulted me into things you so know? that that was your first surf trips was out to yeah yeah california there was a guy named dennis doyle who was a great surfer uh from new jersey i used to stay with him and surf new break with all those guys cool. Gephardt, list hanley uh i met bill caster uh he was an influence in my life i knew chris o'rourke he was a great surfer out of san yeah. diego yeah. Uh, i was around all these guys the bird you know, we'd all surf new breaks, so I got to know them. You know, they knew I was from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, it really didn't matter that much to them, you know. Maybe to get part. He used to kind of look at me and burn me once in yeah. a while, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then uh, on the North Shore, I got to meet everybody, too, because, uh, you know, I only went with, like, one. I went by myself the very first time, so you have to What meet year people. was that? Do you remember? That was uh, 73, 74. Wow, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used to so spend when, a lot of time on the North Shore. Was that during the time? Uh, the Aussies were yeah single fins and uh, you know the whole bus came down the door that came later okay because I was on the tour with those guys uh, the whole busting down the tour thing you know tell us about that so you got pretty good Uh, yeah yeah actually Randy Rarick found me and I got invited uh, to the world to the IPS I started up at International Pro Surfing yeah and I started up at J-Bay I caught the best swell Wow, I traveled. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, did you get sponsored? And I sponsored myself. Yeah, the store was the store was open in the meantime. You know, oh, so you like seventy four, I was in Hawaii. I, I, I might as well tell you the rest of the story. My father, I called him up and I said, oh, I got a job. I was going to work with Brewer Surfboards and Greg Albertini, and they were going to get in Hawaii. I said, I don't think I'm going to come home this time. Yeah, you know. And they were like, oh, wait a minute, you know, you're you're not even 20 yeah. years old, and now you're telling us you're not coming back here. Yeah, that's not You know, cool. they were like, oh, wait a minute. So my father struck a deal with me. He said, come home, we'll help you open up a surf shop. Wow. Was, was so, there, sorry to cut you up, but was there yeah. other surf shops in the area at the time? Uh, yeah. Um, there was, uh, Grogs was in Seaside Park, uh, and Surfers Union was in the other side of Lavalette, and yeah. I went to the north. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, so there was already a surfing community. Yeah, that, yeah. That was that was budding. You know, Jersey's a huge hub of surf. Yeah, the there. waves are good there. You know, yeah. the old yeah. phrase from back in the day was, uh, yeah. uh, "Florida's got the oranges, but Jersey's got the juice." You yeah, know? <laughs> for sure. Because it always was yeah. all the guys in Florida, Crawford and Lair, and all those guys against us. I've never heard that Florida, expression. But I yeah, freaking yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to put that on a T-shirt, <laughs> yeah. right? 
Ocean Actually, Hunt. It might have came from Dickie Meserol, maybe. He might have hey, yeah, 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 coined that in the yeah. ESA. Florida's ESM got battle. the oranges, but Jersey's got the juice. Got the juice. juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that should because be... It, it, when it breaks, it's pretty powerful. It breaks a lot like Newport. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, got, yeah. it's got a nice... It's those like, jetties. All those jetties yeah, kind of help. James grew up riding all that stuff. Yeah. Hard and heavy, you know? I got a couple sick barrels out there throughout the years when I was doing the ECSE and cruising the... New York style. First off, when did when did you surf the IPS? That was Is that in before the surf 70, shop or after. No, the right surf during. shop started in seventy five. Okay, right. And tell us that, how that happened. Your that, dad said, "Hey, come yeah, home. We'll open up a well, shop. He'll help me." Okay. So I oh, can't. Can, I, can you di- tell us a story though? Uh, your uncle has. You, you have six uncles. Well, I, they were all, my father was the baby. Okay. They were all in business for themselves. So, what you know, businesses do you, they, I escaped the car business really because okay. they own car dealerships wow. and they own service stations. My father owned a gas station. Uh, they just were all in it for themselves. You know, everybody did their own thing their own way. Yeah. Yeah. So, that wasn't really like a stretch for me. But, so, but your dad was first generation from Italy? Uh, my grandfather. Your grandfather. My grandfather. Okay. So, my father was born here. Okay. And so um, I cashed in my baby bonds because that's what you got when you were a kid back in the back big, in the day, yeah. in the fifties, right? Uh, my father matched that money. We went to the bank. They matched that money. He co-signed my very first loan, and I opened a Ocean Hut. And since I had been to California and Hawaii already, I had network cast, brands, yeah, 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 I had Caster, and I had Robert August, and I had OP, and I had Sundeck, and I, uh, you know, I had Rainbow Sandals, and I had just what we needed. Yeah. And back then, you know, we How could bad. Your your travels already kind of set you up to right. open doors. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, the summer I was. So why Ocean Hut? How'd you come uh, up with that name? I because I was sitting in Hawaii, and there was a place called the Hut. D A H U T, and I figured I'd just change that and make it Ocean Hut, and it was just some night scribbling before I went to sleep, you know, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. And it worked out, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, like was twenty lucky. years old, you said? I was the summer I was twenty, and I, my birthday's in August. I turned twenty-one that August. Wow. Yeah, and and I caught, I got really lucky. I caught the Dogtown days, yeah, you know. So I knew Alan Sarlo. I knew uh, the other guy. Uh, can't think of his name right now. So anyway, we used to manufacture skateboards. We were selling skateboards. We were selling surfboards. We were making plenty of money, and yeah. I was young. So yeah. for me, it was so your go dad, hard May through September, and then go to Hawaii for the winter. So you would just shut down, or you just yeah, yeah. We we would we would close up for yeah. that period because it was the seventies, yeah. and uh, it's really hard to go year round, you yeah. know, kind of thing. That happened later because wetsuits got better. Yeah, yeah. Like in a quick side. five years, I was. 25 years old, I was buying the building I'm in today. Yeah. I bought a nice big piece of land when I was young. I got lucky with that, you yeah. know. And then the roaring 80s came, which were, you know, pre- pretty crazy yeah. time. Yeah. Made a lot of money, spent a lot of money, yeah. and uh, woke up in a fog, been around the world twice, surfing and doing everything, and had a regroup in 1990. The recession in 1990 was like a pretty much a wake-up call. A wake-up call, yeah. Yeah, that's when my wife came and James came and family yeah. and a whole different outlook, you know? Yeah. The, you know, it was all uh, kind of a blur in the 80s with Gotcha and Michael Thompson yeah. and the whole pro There's thing. some great brands. 
Yeah, they, no, we had uh, Sons. Yeah, we yeah, had right, right. Jeff, Jeff Yokoyama. Oh, I know. I heard about yeah. that. I can't wait Man, to listen was, to that. Yeah, he was awesome. Spiritual, Just, right? That yeah, guy? very, very Zen spiritual. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's all about warm positive. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know how like every feeling yeah. of being in warm water. Well, that's what his life. Life he wants to be. I always want to be in warm water. Yeah. Right? It resonated. Certain yeah. situations like business or mm-hmm. whatever work. If it doesn't feel like warm water, he doesn't touch it. Oh, yeah. no kidding. It's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I remember his pirate surf days. Oh, and, yeah. You know, McKnight introducing me to him and all that stuff going on. So so tell us about your IPS run. Like, what, how did that I happen? finished uh, 52 in the year, and uh, I was self-funding myself, so I couldn't go to everything, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I would go away for six weeks, and I'd spend all that money in... And then I'd come home and I'd yeah. make some more money and then I'd go again, you know. Uh, Randy was very gracious to me and I got along really well with Simon Anderson and that whole crew and Sean Thompson became a good friend. He bailed me out of my, um, out of my hotel bill in Brazil. He came and <laughs> stayed with me. Buzzy Kerbox stayed in Lavalette. He, he had a real classic thing to say to me. He goes, Keystone, I don't know if I'd ever been a surfer if I lived in this town. Right. <laughs> we were looking at the waves. It was like two foot and crappy. And oh. It was cold out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. You're like, that's right. I go, well, you're luckier than I am. You, yeah. You know, you grew up in, in Hawaii, you know. For so, sure. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of bonds forged in that year or two that I was in the, in the pro side of things. Yeah. And then business really escalated. I ended up buying that building. That's and amazing. And I stopped going around the world. Our business like quadrupled uh, to 4,000 square foot building with a nice parking lot. So yeah. uh, I started to be more business-minded yeah. all through the 80s. Not that I didn't surf as much. But I traveled more, wasn't in a jersey, and, you know, kind of like spending it. spending it as fast as I could make it because I was single. Yeah. You know, I hadn't met the love of my life, yeah. which is the lady I did marry uh, when I was rubbing nickels together, you know. Because yeah. that, that was like the big reality check, you know. But to go from traveling in that competitive mindset to like working and then going on a vacation surf trip is a, a lot different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we used to be in Europe in the fall and then yeah. Hawaii, Tahiti, Fiji, you know, yeah. the whole deal, you know. It was I've going never, around like man. I've never globe trotted the world like late night over here yeah uh, okay yeah. and a lot of places well trust me it's it's hard to put the brakes on it's a very hard but you know my accountant yeah. called me up and he said you know that wedding you want to go to in San Francisco yeah, yeah I don't think you should go no. you're looking a little broke to me you know yeah. I, I think you need to like settle he's, down a little bit he's starting to uh, coach his kid who's how old's JJ 11 nice and, yeah. and uh the only reason why, though, is so he can become a pro surfer and take Dad on tour. <laughs> I want to go back on tour. Nice. I figure it's the only nice. way. It's the dream. Right? <laughs> Live vicariously through your kid again, right? Yeah. There you go. Well, you know, that's... No pressure, Grom. <laughs> yeah. Jamesy Boy was an excellent surfer all the way through. He never wore the jersey. He yeah. was a non-competitive soul, and I always told him he'd make his reputation just by the waves he wrote. You yeah. Know, like people yeah. will notice you. People will talk about you. you and that's have, what's cool about surfing. You don't, surfing. Have, to you don't have to, yeah. you don't have to yeah. compete. No. Right. And right. you could still, you know, yeah. not so, just be accepted, but you right. could make a living and you could have just as a, you know, illustrious career or, yeah. you know, yeah. vibe. So, it's, yeah, it's cool. He was raised that way. He became an excellent surfer, went to college, was a good college student. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in that surf industry, just like you guys, inspiring Thanks, to hang we're, we're both high school uh, 
diplomas and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we, I, yeah, we went to the College my, of uh, Huntington Surf and Sport. Right. Yeah. 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 I saved my father a lot of money, and plus I had a baby brother who was brilliant. Uh, he ended up being an MD, PhD, went wow. to Johns Hopkins and stuff, and I looked at my father. I said, you know what? I'll yeah. be fine. Save your money. You're going to have to put uh, yeah. my, my kid brother Tom through school and through medical school, so let's... Let's yeah, be real just, about just, life. Yeah, yeah, let's, let, let's so, let it go, yeah. you know, man. It's okay. So what, Trust what me, your, it'll be uh, all right. Better investment, Dad. <laughs> yeah. you know. What was your best, uh, where did you find the best waves on, on your travels? Uh, well, I, I always, you know, Indo is like Disneyland for surfing. Yeah. Um, when was I, the first I time you went to Indo? Uh, probably, uh, I, went with, uh, I went with Bob Hurley nice. on a two-week boat trip. Which nice. was just amazing. Indies three, yeah, dude, guys, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, what yeah. year was that? Do you remember? Uh, probably a, a decade or fifteen years ago, yeah. something like that. We might have been with. So, we might have been out there. I, I've been out there. Mentality is probably like nine or ten times. Oh, good and, for you. and out of those nine or ten times, like I think I saw Bob at least seven of those trips. <laughs> right? No job. No, he's like, man over it. I, I'd, I'd be like, that him. guy <laughs> made me start thinking about, yeah, maybe, you know, I'm in well, the wrong, wrong gig here. We were at uh, Macaroni's, right? Yeah, yeah what a and wave. Such a good wave. And yeah. I paddled out and I look over and he's like, Lyndon! <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, Bob, what right? are you doing? He's like, what I, do, what I do a couple times a year. And I, you know, we're talking. I'm like, yeah, it's my first time. He goes, oh, wow, first time. I go, yeah, how many times have you been here? He goes, oh, maybe like okay. I've been coming here. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> He's like, for the past 20 something years, right? Three Lucky. or four times a year. Yeah. Right? I'm just like, you bastard. Yeah. Pat O'Connell put his arm around me when the boat moored and docked. And uh. He said, Tony, you're going to feel like Kelly Slater riding that wave. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, the best wave out there. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot of good waves there out are, there, though. but. Ride that thing right to the end and kick, do a nice speedy kick are you, out. Are you goofy? No, I'm regular. Regular okay. foot. And See, go, I'm, God, I'm regular, man. and I'm like, I'll go backside this entire trip right here, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you know, have some of the boat, you know, guys on your trip or regular. Right. Oh, I want to go surf a ride. Or have like, you been back since or? No, no, yeah. I, uh, I had a few. Uh, I had a great trip to Tahiti. Nice. And then I had a uh, really. Chopu? Good... Did you surf Chopu? No, no, no. We went to uh, Tiki Hau. Huh. We were on uh, the Hanama. It was a boat. Okay. It was with Titus and McKnight and Strider, and we caught an we, amazing swell. You know, so like when YMA is starting to show, yeah. Tahiti's going to light up like a Couple LED light, and we just caught it, you know. It's a place so got, called Tiki Hau. Yeah. The only ones there were us. Wow. It was a big right-hander and a left bowl on the other side of this reef pass where yeah. tiger shark shoots would be you know Rimana was with us sick be like Tony G you stay over there don't go over there I go I just saw a fin man are yeah. we cool here he goes this is the, don't go there and don't go there go right there you'll be fine yeah. wow <laughs> that was the call there's plenty of fish out there They're, they don't really yeah. want us don't go yeah, to the deep spot don't go there. that's right don't yeah. paddle across the channel if no. the left looks too good you get in the Ooh. boat we take you oh. over there yeah no thank you <laughs> um, that was a good one that's, that's awesome a good one. what about Jay Bay Jay Bay was, you know, back uh, single fin days. Yeah. You know, me, Bobby Owens, uh, Lynn Boyer, 
Simon and the crew. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Sean Thompson. I didn't Thompson know that didn't he was go. from from Florida. Neither did I. Coast. Yeah, I just saw him. Yeah. We were down at Surf Expo. I said, "What the hell? I thought you grew up on Panaloo yeah. Street." Yeah. And that's how I know you. Uh, yeah, they, they inducted him into East yeah. Coast Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was hanging good. out with Tony G there. Yeah, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. It's a great, great gathering. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And that's what's great about, you know, we talk about the industry and the stuff and accolades and just re- paying respect to the older, you know, to the community, the, yeah. the family, the, the industry. So anyway, Jay Bay, the wind, you know, when it blows offshore, it gets bigger. So we got there. It was like four to five feet. We surfed for two days. I had driven down with Reno. Yeah. And Greg Huglin lent us his car because he was going to fly down with all the camera equipment. And Dick Hull was there from Australia. And the waves got enormous. You know, wow. like eight, ten feet. Like as big as this last contest. Yeah. It was like that and windy. And uh, Terry Fitzgerald was a standout. Yeah. And because he, he was the only guy who brought a seven-foot surfboard. So he rode the morning, and then we all rode the afternoon. We settled down, kind of like what the last contest was yeah. like. And it was six to eight feet for the like the entire week we were so there. Damn. It was like insane. And then I'm gonna surfing with quick. all those guys. Hold and, on again. Yeah. Hold on a second. We'll take a pause. Yeah, there was like a star-studded cast of surfers that I spent uh, yeah. you know, nine, ten days with. Caught an amazing swell. Fuzzy Kerbox was there. I traveled with Reno. Um, all the Aussies were there and a handful of South Africans for some reason they didn't want to come down and uh, it was just an amazing week week of riding waves you know Uh, I learned so much just being in the water that week and having it as big as it was riding the boards and there was another standout I have to bring out his name was Ricky Rasmussen yeah. Ricky Rasmussen. Yeah, and him and I were the only ones on the tour from the East Coast that year. Yeah. And he was there, and he had a seven-foot surfboard on that big day. And he got some photos in Surfer Magazine, and Terry Fitzgerald got some photos in the magazine. And I got a little mention in the article that was on that swell. It was yeah. in Surfer Magazine. I think uh, Reno mentioned me in the Sweet. paragraph. I think Reno had written the article. Nice. And then Michael Thompson didn't come down, and I scolded him for like ever for yeah. not taking the trip down. They're like, yeah, I've been to Mount Million Swells yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So he, did, he had something else to do, you know, or did, whatever. Did you get some other like um, photos in the mags, like during your career and stuff? Uh, yeah, most of that uh, came from hurricanes in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, like Local all shop. the big stuff, yeah. uh, big Manasquan, big Sweet. Casino Pier. Uh, I had a double. Sp- page color spread in uh, Hurricane Gloria in Surfer Magazine. Wow. And the phone was off the hook. I mean, the moment that magazine came out, yeah. all these people started calling me. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I hadn't even seen it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and uh, Dane Kialoha was on the cover, and they had a little circle that said Gloria Dream Hurricane, right? Yeah. And then when the article showed up, it was a two-page color spread. Wow. And it was like, holy shit. It was like nuts that summer. Call Just for because extra that, mags for the shop. Right. Ah, it was like nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my mother had the picture blown up and put it on the wall. Or Did you get like sponsored that. finally? <laughs> you know, uh, I was involved with all the guys who ran all the companies. Yeah. And... I pretty much sponsored myself yeah, through for life, sure. you know, and I didn't have the heart to ask anybody for anything, <laughs> you know. I, I, I felt like I had the most gifted life 
of anyone yeah. you know I had a successful surf shop yeah. I knew how to surf well I, w- I was with my peers yeah. everyone looked forward to seeing me I didn't need a free t-shirt from anybody yeah, you can know? you send me that promo I, box I, I I'm going to put it over on the rack over here <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. well it wasn't quite like that no, but just I, I just kind of felt like I would, I would be out of place taking that yeah. you know and if they would give me stuff I would just give it away yeah. you know I, I just didn't feel like it was the right thing for me to do yeah. plus you know I'd, I'd rather be friends with these guys have dinner go on surf trips with them than ask them for anything yeah, right. you know I, I, I love paying my own way I, I didn't pay my own way sometimes sometimes I did sometimes yeah. I didn't Bob took care of you quite a bit right yeah yeah well he's <laughs> he's like my bro I mean yeah. you know yeah. there was just no exception retail he spent a lot of love too early. You know? I know we could have been going on because all these yeah. retailers man some of you got I know. retail royalty yeah, yeah I know you know I, that when I went to Cloud Break, I took the helico- helicopter over with uh, Wooly. Yeah. You know? He said, Come on, Tony, you're yeah. coming with me. And I was like, Well, we can take the $100 boat or the $800 yeah. helicopter. Yeah. I'll be on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got soaked on the yeah, way out of there. You got Wooly. Uh, no worries. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple extra seats in here. Yeah, he's like, Come on, I'm going to treat you to something nice. That's that thing. Took the, her- the helicopter comes in over Cloud Break and yeah. kind of swoops in front of Oh, yeah, of they people. do a couple flybys yeah, over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Bob, here you come. Here's a good, oh, we yeah. can sit on that side. Let's loop this way. Yeah. So let's talk about the surf shop. Um, so Ocean Hut, you're about 20-something years old, right? Yeah, I was very fortunate. I had such a great run-up when I was a young man, you know? So here I start this surf shop in 1975. By 1980, I buy a building. Yeah. That's pretty big for the size of a surf shop, what they were back then, right? And uh, a nice big piece of property. Well, let's talk about it. I run hard, right, with all the brands, you know, the gotchas and... uh, OP. OP. How how was that that first year, though? Like... Oh, the first year was, like, ridiculous because I had been in California so much. I was, you know, getting some props. I had... Slept in Jim Jenks's was the founder OP. of OP. Yep. Now his stepson was Kevin Day, and I lived in that guy's garage. And I, whenever the waves were flat, I used to go to OP warehouse and load up the truck. And then I used to fix things at Hanson's. And so when I opened up a surf shop, everyone was like, "Okay, we're yeah. going to ship Tony. He's going to get the stuff. Everything's going to be cool." Yeah, you know. So I had the two good board lines. I had all the clothes I need. And it was the the dog time, Dogtown days. So yeah. we just like catapulted. You know, That's crazy. Just, so you had perfect timing. Yeah. Well, and the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the traveling before the surf shop when I was a young man and the people I met just set me up nicely. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is how I became a Quicksilver account. I was traveling with Terry Fitzgerald, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and we're in Newport, and he goes, we got to talk to a friend of mine. So we're going to go over to this Quicksilver uh, office, office, right? That's, Your shop was already open? That's right. Okay. Because I was open in 75, and this was either, I think it was like maybe 77, you know, kind of. Yeah. So Terry Fitzgerald and I walk in, and there's Bob McKnight. And uh, he's like, holy shit, who are you traveling with? Now, this is Tony G. And Bob McKnight brings out this, like, denim notebook with, like, 15 pages in it and goes, oh, we don't, we don't even know if we have any, but we might have one account in New Jersey. You want, can, you sell some, can you sell some of these? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. You know, 
we hung out for a few hours, and, and uh, that was it. It was a handshake, and I, I became best friends with uh, Bob McKnight That's my entire so life. That's awesome. You know, I was like 21, 20. Yeah. You know, uh, it was because of Terry. Uh, those guys, I did bail. Those guys were uh, drinking Uzo by like 11.30 in the morning and <laughs> wanted to go up to Rincon and I, I didn't jump in the car there. Yeah. And that's when uh, McKnight's partner was driving the white caddy around Newport with the spoke wheels. I didn't really get that. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, he's from Hawaii. Uh, uh, Hackman. Hackman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hackman. Yeah. yeah, so I go in with Terry Fitzgerald and, and they introduce me to Hackman and yeah. to Bob McKnight yeah. and we get on to the trunks and okay, Ocean Hut's going to sell Quicksilver and now okay let's start partying yeah i was like oh wait a minute you know, i'm yeah. not doing that shit it isn't even lunchtime yeah so terry and and the white cadillac which i didn't understand because i i idolized hackman yeah i yeah. was like holy christ this yeah. is jeff hackman i'm hanging out with yeah. him and now he's going to drive away in a white caddy so it doesn't funny. even make any yeah. sense but yeah. they were all on a different different path they yeah. were on a different program yeah. there so yeah. i was like all right boys i think i'll hang out with mcknight a little longer yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got more business to talk. Yeah, right. we're not ready for the party. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've done their good deed for the day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they got a new account. <laughs> yeah, it was like okay, sign yeah. them up and we're cool. You yeah, know? keep that all by eleven thirty. Yeah. Let's do this. Keep the party, yeah, keep the party rolling. Right. That's, that's so amazing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that one. So on. straight off the bat, you. We were lucky. Pretty much instant yeah. success. Yeah, we were good. Yeah, that's who, we that never happens. Hardly ever happens. Well, uh, retail was. It wasn't as grindy, yeah, yeah. you know. And when I look at my son's life, it's more complicated. Yeah. You know, I say things were kind of simple back then, for sure. Yeah, and we became a hub for the knowledge of the rest of the surfing community, and we were well accepted for that. You yeah. know, uh, through my travels, so uh, we got off to a nice start. Yeah, you know. So, so who, what was the like reasoning like, or who helped you like with the building purchase? Was it your dad or brothers, or just like no. your your accountant? Like no, you, it was just the timing. Because that's pretty rare to have somebody like buy a building that quick and that young to be like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of a big liability, and yeah. you know, like it's super you smart by the way. But well, I'm that just, goes back to you know all my my father and my uncles. They all owned their own shit. So that's yeah. good. So yeah, it, it so wasn't same. really a leap. Yeah. I'll tell you what the leap was. I bought that building in 1980, and that was the SNL scandal year. 880 banks went out in America, yeah. and wow. the interest rate was six and a, 16 and a quarter. Right. And I forced the bank to loan me that money for that building. Wow. <laughs> the other nice thing that happened, like that was like the crazy side of yeah. it, you know? The other thing was with that recession and all those banks, yeah. that building happened to be in foreclosure. Oh. So that was like You got it for the gift. Yeah. You know? So I contact I never even contacted the owner of that building and now all that property. I contacted the bank. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I said you know, I like that spot. Mm. I'm pretty interested, and I've had a five-year pretty good run. I, I, I want to buy that. Yeah. And they said, you make any offer that's reasonable, and we'll assure you that it will be received. Wow. So, you know. Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was more like a timing play For than sure. a risky play. Yeah. You know, as much as the uh, mortgage was a crazy amount of interest, right. you know, in three years, it was already Rebounding. negotiated yeah. down to like seven, and yeah. then I finished up at four. I mean, I, 
I paid that building off. Uh, you know, it paid the building paid for some of my mistakes yeah. along the way. Yeah, and then uh, I was spent like most of James's life mortgage free. That's you know, cool. The, That's insane. Home, business, everything. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I want to be mortgage free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes in time, uh, but you know, you, you have to be lucky too. You yeah. know, things have to come in place. And and I can honestly tell you, I I tell James all the time. You have to make a living at things you love, yeah, right? Yeah. You have to make uh, a profit in your real estate. It's not rocket science. You yeah. have to know when to buy and know when to sell. And you have to make uh, some money, uh, either if you call it a side hustle or not, you have to make some money in the markets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, There's three avenues that uh, if you take some of the risk out of them, uh, you can have a nice life. Yeah. And you have to do all three of them, you know. The passion is the but thing you gotta, that you're yeah. going to get up you and do all the time. You have to be smart long-term. with your real estate. And every once in a while, you have to be have, make a smart play in those markets. Yeah. It seems so like a lot of the shops that are still around or still successful have, you know, made those wise choices and own a lot yeah. of their buildings to stay in that competitive where they don't right. have to, you know, keep trying to... You know, relocate, relocate, you know. Well, that, yeah, it's hard. And actually, I talked to Paul Norday uh, down in Florida, and we're going to have dinner tomorrow night. Um, he thinks that, in, you know, like in another five years, it'll just be the legacy stores. Yeah. The guys that already own their buildings, paid them off. Yeah. Because retail landscape is changing it's so true, dramatically yeah. that... Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. things are good in America, so the landlord doesn't think he needs to lower the rent, but the no. tenants like getting choked, choked. Yeah. out of the situation. So yeah. uh, there's probably a breaking point to that. That's probably not too far off. So, yeah. you know, with the way things are changing as they are now, I so think uh, you kind of mentioned, you know, side hustles. What did you have some side hustles back well, in the day? Well, uh, I can tell you, James went to Chapman University without any debt, and my older son went to Stockton. And as you know, your kids are, are completely different. So uh, Preston went to school at, at Stockton, which was a state school, yeah. hour and a half from the house. It was pretty uh, low financially. And then James, who we've been taking to California since he was eight years old, looked at me and said, I don't want to go to college in California. And uh, he got a scholarship to Chapman, which was a great plus for me. Uh, They paid him a fair amount of money to go there, and he had a great, great career. Um, But... I'm losing my train of thought. I just lost that thing. Side hustle. We're talking side hustle. hustle. Okay, so... Bob Hurley would love for me to say this because he was always so proud of me when he used to introduce me to executives and tell people that I still fix Dings. 300 to 500 surfboards a year. Wow. And my side hustle was ding repair. Yeah. And I did so much of it for so long. And that's why these kids went to school without any debt because all that money was saved or all that money was put into something that created more money yeah you know and i was never afraid to do it so uh, i i got so good at it that i never trusted anybody else to do it so every time i farmed it out i'd always come back you know like oh my god yeah and then kids the way they are it's not a lot of people who even want to learn how to do that stuff so it's a it's, it's a dirty kind of, job. Yeah, it's yeah. a dirty job. Someone's right, got to right. do so, it. But it's a craft. Like you yeah. can't just throw somebody in there. It's 
you know, technique, it takes years. To right. Like, so yeah. it actually takes technique to do it without making a mess. Well, yeah. you know, so I used and... to laminate boards in the morning yeah. and then sand at night. That was my routine. And oh, I used to fix like, you know, 10, so, to, 10 to 15 boards a week. Yeah. I, I know you like had whenever I was in town, I would be fixing yeah. boards and people would bring their boards by and go, we'll just wait for him whenever he gets home, yeah. you know, because we want him to fix this surfboard. So you, you have your own uh, board label too, right? Oh, yeah. 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 That's a whole nother uh, story. How that I, I've about? been around surfboards my whole life. Yeah. And I've been, I've been in surfboard factories my whole life, yeah. you know. Uh, I shaped the first 500 creams back in the 70s. Okay. And then... Um, How did you get into shaping? Just because you're uh, in the shop? It just was like... something for me to get going, you know. Uh, I was around Castor all the time. And I had met uh, Peter St. Pierre from Moonlight Glassing. And we were friendly. Because I was uh, fixing things at Hanson's. I was working up at the Bain factory. So I was in factories all the time. So yeah. I figured I, I ought to start doing this. So you lived in California for a little bit. Well, I used to come out here and then go to Hawaii and then come back here. Yeah. And right that very first winter, I was in Encinitas for three months. I was in the U.S. Surfing Championships. And then I spent, uh, you know, three months in garages, sleeping at, on couches and fixing things at Hanson's, working under Sam Cody up at Main Factory. The first time I surfed lower trestles, Mike Doyle took me. Wow. He was so, like... Uh, I don't know. He used to come around my ding stall all the time. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, I got these boards to fix for Hanson. So we're going surfing. Yeah, he's going going surfing. I jump in that VW van he had, and I was like, where are you taking me? He goes, oh, don't you worry. And we got into the lower trestles. There was like nobody out. It was like four That was the first time you surfed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with with Mike Doyle. It was me, Mike Doyle, and I don't know, three other people I didn't know. They all knew him. I didn't know any. I just... Jumped yeah. in. Said, get your surfboard. Let's let's go. Yeah. And I was like, holy He's shit, a, look at this place. Mike Doyle yeah. is a legend and pioneer. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. I know. It's just crazy because yeah. he was working with Bill Bain on the single uh, single ski thing, you know, and they were looking at Super 8s, and I was just around cleaning up and you know, wow. riding my red That's bike so around cool. town. It was pretty crazy back then. Yeah. But anyway. So then you started Aside. shaping. Yes, I shaped the first 500, and then it was too much work because I was summertime's busy. Yeah. I'd close Ocean Hut at 9 p.m., and then I'd go shape boards till midnight and then drive home and then do it all over again and then everything else in between. And Peter St. Pierre said, you know what, you, you know, you're going to kill yourself. Why don't you let us build the boards? And I was like, holy shit, why not? Yeah. So I met him. He turned me on to this guy, Shrosby who was a really good longboard shaper there, and he took over the label for me all through the 80s. We used to sell like 150 units a year. They all came out of uh, Moonlight Glassing. Uh, Pierre St. Pierre was the famous artist there, so he did the brick wall and the cream team and all this shit that came out of it. It was really just a great run. And it ended in the early 90s because Kelly Slater uh, (laughs) won an event at 18... (laughs) <laughs> right and he drives up to Santa Barbara he meets Al Merrick and he becomes a CI guy right yeah. and then we immediately got a CI account like six months later yeah, and, like, <laughs> and then we were like off to the races yeah. with Channel Island so the cream thing kind of got forgotten uh, you know so we kind of they had a shifted. long run of y- dominance yeah they did yeah. and they dominated our racks for a long time yeah. and, and that's kind of I don't know, maybe six years ago, James, I would say, 
the old guys said, why don't you bring that cream thing back, Tony? Come on, we want you to build some surfboards. Yeah. And what I didn't realize was everybody from 12 to 25 never even saw the stuff before. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit, what's this? Yeah. So it's really it's taken off nicely. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, there's a whole yeah, resurgence really on, I don't know what the yeah. shapes are like, but just alternative shapes and the... Yeah, well, we, we have 12 models. They're made, yeah. uh, I love Craftsman in California, so they're made of pure glass cool. right here, and uh, we're on Shape 3D, and uh, we've been doing it, uh, I don't know, five, six years again, yeah. and it's 50% cool. of our sales now wow. are the boards we design. It's, uh, our motto is, you dream it up, we build it. Uh, cream surfboards, American made. Yeah. So we're trying to get uh, you know a little bit more of that Taiwan out of here. For no, sure. no offense, Kelly, but you know your boards are made at the Culver factory. Yeah. And uh, you know cool. we, we just got to end that. This is a you know we, yeah. we got to build it in our own backyard. Yeah. So right. uh, no more surfboard agency. No more JSs. Uh, you know, no I don't want to poo-poo anybody, yeah. but you know, you guys are making this where people get paid three bucks an hour. It's just not happening. Yeah. In not my, by surfer. It's not surfer. right. It's yeah. not happening in my, my in my brain anymore. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're done. Yeah. We're done with that. So we rather. It's more work, but it's more rewarding. And I think uh, I would probably finish my career. You know, building a lot of stuff on my own. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it kind of feels like the right thing to do for sure at it the works. right time. You yeah. Know? So. Cool. Not that we don't believe uh, in some of the people that build boards on the East Coast, but they're, they're, the workforce is not there. Yeah. You know, like when you come here, there's nothing but grown men in there yeah. doing this stuff that have done it for 20, 25 years. That's what I like yeah. about California. Because everybody goes, well, why don't you build the boards a little closer to home? And I go, no, I don't want to because I know the way it's done the quality here. quality. Yeah, 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 and I want my boards to hang right with every other big brand, you know. Yeah. So, and, you, and you distribute that to other retailers? Uh, no, that's a little too scary. Mm. Um, Did you would, ever? I, uh, we we explored the uh, wholesale model. We mm. took the boards to Surf Expo and got a great response. But uh, I would have to self fund it, and I don't think I would be that comfortable. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't have a credit department. I can't tell who's paying their bills and who's yeah. not. And you know, you put ten surfboards in this store and that store, and then you keep, you know you yeah, cross your fingers. I was like, oh, Tony, think about this. So yeah. Yeah. our next initiative is a direct-to-consumer website that will go right to the consumer, uh, tell the story of the brand. It's a much safer play. Yeah. Uh, we can take baby steps in that process, you know? Yeah. James can build the content for the website here in California yeah. where the boards are made. So we, uh, It's going to be standing alone. It's, uh, the Cream web release will be outside of Ocean Hut. <clears throat> so people can look at it not as a shop brand, but a brand that's out in the marketplace. Yeah. And then with the help of James, uh, we should be able to... Flavor it quite nicely between both coasts. Cool. You know, nice. So we'll see what so happens. So that's James' that. expertise. Is, uh, well, he's got web. the clips, and uh, we can make it feel like uh, where the boards are being made. He lives near Pure Glass. He surfs around here. Yeah. He has plenty of creams. I would love to get uh, a 12-year-old kid and sponsor him and give him some surfboards. and, and You get saw a ton of them about uh, I know. Outside. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, you know, Fake Leg took a picture of me the other day surfing uh, that he, he uh, sent me or posted or something. And uh, he's the guy I'm going to talk to, yeah. you know, on who is that neglected 12-year-old who might need, you know, a few yeah. free surfboards a year, you know. And then James could manage that for yeah. me and yeah. build the content.
content, which makes it have a little bit more of a full feel. Would you, what we're after. would you rather than all the content for, coming from me? I would challenge for sure. business. Yeah. Business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nice, nice. Did it in four years or? Yeah, four years um, business entrepreneurship. So I definitely eventually want to be an entrepreneur and own my own business like my dad and his dad. But yeah. I kind of just got thrown out here. And then when I graduated, I kind of needed to start making money. So I was like, hey, <laughs> I'll think of a good idea and make some money on the side. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. maybe jump into a venture. But just been hanging out out here since yeah great Living, four living. years at chapman yeah yeah and have you lived where did you live or where where do you live now um so chapman was in orange so i lived around there for all four years okay. and now i live off 15th in costa mesa Sick. so right in the hub right by pure glass pretty close to work right there in newport yeah so and right fun. now you you work at hurley yeah right? work at hurley currently nice, nice. It's cool it's been a fun gig yeah. um it was always my dream to come out here as I was growing up and my first serve trip was out to California with my dad and um, I loved it out here and I, not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty good at school. So in high school and he said, if you get a scholarship, you could go to school in California. I kind of put my head down and I definitely had some fun with my friends, but a lot of them were more into having fun than like doing schoolwork and kind of studying. But I always knew it was going to pay off. And then I got accepted into Chapman on a scholarship and Good job, off to California I was. Yeah. Right. I'm fortunate yeah. that he paid for it for me and I don't have any debt because that's a scary thing that a lot oh of kids gosh. have nowadays. So yeah. well, I'm very fortunate. Well, is it like 30, 40 grand a year? It's more than that. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh but anyway, we, forget the numbers. You yeah. know, I just thought that if it was going to be possible and yeah. when your kids work hard, that uh, it, who wants to start behind the eight ball? Yeah. So my kids were entitled to an education yeah. and a car. Yeah. Right. Great because deal. you yeah. can have an education, but if you don't have a means to get anywhere, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Do much. So we could be folding shirts at the shop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fixing uh, things. Right. Just the. No, the I've car had, is important. Yeah. You know, whenever parents ask me, you know, I'm sending my kid here, I'm sending my yeah. guy, I said, you really need to buy them a car. Because to do the right thing, they have to have their own independence and they For have sure. to be able to... Learn to be responsible. Right. Yeah. And that means going somewhere and being able to leave when it's time to leave. Yeah. So uh, the car was important because everyone looked at me, you know, you're sending your kid to California? Yeah. And I said, yeah, and I'm buying him a car too. Because he's got to be able to be independent. He's got to make good decisions. He's got to be able to surf all the time. He's got to be able to leave when he's supposed to leave and be at the right place at the right time. And he can't do that if he's bumming rides or driving a car that's going to break down tomorrow. So that's in the whole plan, too. That's in my brain. Your older son, Preston. Preston, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Does he surf, too? Uh, He surfed uh, till he was about 15. and, And because my father never put his thumb on me, because I wouldn't even be here at your dinner table with, with, with without that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I never put my thumb on him or James. So yeah. he surfed for a while. He skateboarded a bunch, and then he was off and running. He was a creative kid. He was like the lead in the play, English major, writer kind of guy. So yeah. uh, we left him out of the whole thing because it wasn't his gig. Yeah. yeah. So he never worked a day in the store. It wasn't for him. He wasn't like uh, retail savvy. He was like a creative guy. Yeah. You know? So you got to let them yeah, carve their own right, path. Right. So he was a Dean's List student all through uh, college and he's been off and running ever since. You know, nice. he's married. We have a grandkid. He, yeah. he was in St. Louis for four or five years. Now he's right outside of Philly. And uh, we're always happy to see him whenever he comes around. Yeah. You know? 
So there's, the there's good schools in the East Coast, but you know California obviously has good schools. California but, dreaming. But, but like, what what was it like that drew drawed your like, you know, your dream to be out here? Like, yeah, surf being like in the the surf community because a lot of brands are local or yeah, I, or that like, was always in the back. Everything? Both those were always in the back of my head, but. We grew up, or I grew up, and my dad lives now currently in a super just seasonal small town, Lavalette, and I went to school in Point Pleasant, which was 20 minutes up the road, same deal. In the summer, it's cranking, the most fun ever, like warm water, tons of people around, but then in the winter, it gets really cold, the waves get better, but you just see the same people over and over again. And I went, my like elementary school was kindergarten to eighth grade, 150 kids, so you're stuck with all those people. And then my (laughs) high school was super small Small too. So I think just by senior year, I was so just over being in what some people would call the bubble. Like there's plenty of people that just never leave and it's an awesome place to live. So I don't blame them, but I just knew it wasn't for me. And then, so when I knew I was going to go to college, which was very early on, I started kind of seeing, okay, what's like a school that it's kind of warm, there's waves yeah and it has a good business program so i knew i wanted to do that yeah so we looked at flagler one year we went to surf expo and early on i really liked that school it was awesome you know cool campus waves right there warm weather um and i was like oh flagler's pretty sweet but i looked at flagler before we looked at any schools in california and then when i got out here i visited point loma chapman and usd and all of those kind of blew Flagler away. And then on, on top of that, you're surfing. And your surfing, dad's like, yes. On top of that, you're surfing a lot better waves. So I kind of knew in the back of my head, like, oh, if I go to Chapman, I'm surfing Newport and Trestles. If I go to USD or Point Loma, I'm surfing Blacks and Sunset Cliffs. Like, yeah. And it's a little bit warmer and kind of just all the businesses are out here as far as surf industry. So I knew yeah. if I want to do an internship or if I were to live out there after school, it's all going to be in the backyard. So I kind of ruled Flagler out pretty early. Yeah. And... Focused yeah. Cool. yeah, and actually we, got, easy a, to we say. got a heads up on Chapman. I didn't know about the school, but Paul Norday's daughter, Francis, yeah. was in the school at Chapman, huh. and he had recommended that we look at it when we came out. It's in Fullerton, right? Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, Old Town yeah. Orange, yeah. so right up the 55, 57, about yeah. 10 exits. Yeah. I, I looked at that campus as it was just far enough away from the beach to get your homework done, but close enough to never miss any waves. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I, I rode James in the first year. I said, look, you have to go surfing all the time, right? I said, if I hear that you're not surfing, and you know I'll know because I know so many people, yeah. right? You could come home and go the school your brother went to and saved me a whole lot of money so i want to hear you're doing your schoolwork and i want to hear you're going surfing it's the family business and that's what i want for my money yeah so no (laughs) getting all sidetracked on all this stuff that could happen might happen no girlfriends more surf surf. get your homework done right that's the way it went and actually he did an amazing job he used to be the first guy in the parking lot in the dark get three hours of waves get back to school do all the work you know, yeah. finished with a three five, finished in four years, but the surfing was part of it. You know, yeah. because that's what I was, uh, that's what I wanted to pay for too. Yeah, you know, I wanted to keep him with the blinders on. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of distractions in Southern California, Absolutely. and you can make a left turn pretty quick. Yeah, and I was fearful of that, so I was like, yeah. "Look, you know, they're all surfing and in Burnett, and they're nah. five six or five eight, and they have yeah, and there's, I, a lot of, there's a was, lot of I was raised that you know, if you were true to surfing, everything was going to work out. Yeah, so yeah. you know, and if you didn't feel all it's that great, great it's always better to go surfing. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Sit on the couch and watch more CNN is like 
get off the couch, go surfing for an hour and a half, you'll feel much better yeah, with yeah, whatever yeah. might be bothering you. Yeah. So I wanted him to feel the same way. You feel pressure at school, go surfing yeah. or go for a run. If you're feeling this or you're feeling that or you need to get away from everybody because yeah. they're bugging you, go surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take anybody with you one time. Go by yourself. Meet yeah. somebody new. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That was always yeah. my philosophy. It's such, it's such easy but great advice, yeah. right? Because like... We're all surfers, yeah, and we're all pretty happy, yeah, because of surfing. Yeah. You know, like For that sure. outlet. You know, it keeps you grounded. It, it keeps, keeps you focused. You grounded, it keeps uh, you. It does everything yeah. that athletics do for. All kinds of people, yeah. you know, but we, the surfing part's important for your, for your brain. So, Ocean Hut's been around for forty five years. Yeah, we're having our anniversary, which will not be easy for me because everyone's going to look me in the eye and go, huh, how, how long you had this place? How old were you when you, had, when you started it? It's going to be kind of tough for me. Did that kid ask you how old you were in the lineup today on the longboard? Uh, I thought I heard him say, how old are nah, you? I don't, uh, no, I don't know. I kind of ignore those he questions. He doesn't answer but, the question yeah, also. Uh, He's never seen you know, the two-digit number. I, I love the fact... I've learned to avoid those questions. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact that I've been around for this long. Um... But I really like my age under the wraps, yeah. you know. So I like to keep all the kids guessing. Yeah, you know. So because you're still ripping, well, on you're our, still out on our, doing it. On our 40th anniversary, I was tired by Labor Day because <laughs> so many had people had asked me how old I was and this and that, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait for this anniversary to be over. So I'm kind of prepping myself for the 45 <laughs> one, you know, yeah. because they're gonna look at me and they're going, oh, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah you started like, this when you were five. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's all good though. I, I feel blessed. Yeah, I still I still ride a five ten. My step up is you know, like six one, six two, six three. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel lucky. I feel really lucky. Surfing's the found of youth, man. Yeah, yeah. it's you know, it's I mean, it's a credible workout, but it's not a workout. You know, yeah. you're having fun and you're just surfing, and you know, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's good. It's good in that way. You know, um, how many employees do you have? Uh, we run a seasonal business that's open year-round, so we'll have 10 college kids in the summertime and then two in the wintertime. Yeah. You know, my wife is a, is a part of it, you know. Uh, I have a pretty Meredith, deep right? deep resume. Mary Beth. Um, Mary Beth. I've been through four recessions, and then we had the Sandy disaster, which was Man. pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of rocked us. And uh, basically... I don't really want to go into that, but it's a whole other story. But coming out of that disaster, you know, we had spent a lot of money uh, to repair our building and spent a lot of money to repair our home. And the neighborhood was a mess. And I was like, you know, honey, you know, instead of me hiring all these people, maybe you should come to work. Uh, we keep the payroll down. Yeah. You know, so I kind of sucked her in. She was never really one to work at the store until after that storm. Yeah, so yeah. for the most part, she would visit the storm, the store, maybe come for an hour or two if I had wanted to surf a certain tide or something, whatever. Yeah. But she wasn't really a part of the thing. So after the storm, I kind of sucked her in. So I would have to give her credit of being like a large part of it now. That's cool. You yeah. Know, which is nice. And it, it helps that all the kids are out of the house. Yeah, and James is out here, so she's more. Uh, How many kids willing. do you guys have? Oh, uh, two boys. Two raised two boys. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But you know, forty-five years of employing at least you know ten ten people during the high times of the season. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's that's what we like to point out on our show when we interview shops is like, you know, 45 years, you know. Family business. Hats off yeah. to that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Well, Privately owned. Yeah, I, you know, I actually through, admit that, that Ocean Hut is mom and pop these days. Yeah. It's hard for me to get that out of my mouth. Yeah. But that is the truth. It is. It's, you know? it's insane, and, and though. And we stand there proudly. And, yeah. And blessed. You know, we yeah. think we're very fortunate. We, lo- we the, love the that about that our, our provided stores. Just our for your, your family, but then all the other families that have, Absolutely. you know, reap the same benefit. Like how many thousands of kids or hundreds of kids have worked for Ocean Hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's right? crazy. Yeah. People and come in with kids. like kids that worked at Ocean Hunt. Yeah. Like, kids who hung around Ocean Hunt or yeah. part of it for a certain part of their life. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a buddy of mine who was a famous attorney. He he grew up. He went to Villanova. He worked at Ocean Hunt every summer, and now he's like in his forties. His kids are growing up, and yeah. he showed up in a suit and a tie, bow tie. You know, he's a famous uh, uh, defense attorney. And before he left, I had him in shorts, sandals, <laughs> t-shirt, and a new hat. I said, "Look, you just, you're gonna hang out with me today. We gotta change this. Right? Get back in the dress room, pick some clothes out. You know. So yeah, there is that kind of connection with a whole lot of people. Yeah. You know. That's cool. And actually, thinking about retail in the state it's in today, we feel very lucky because we serve as a community. Uh, we do 75 percent of our income in 15 weeks. And if I was in any other place in America, I'd probably be retired. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be looking at 45 years in retail as yeah. the way I do because of my location. My town yeah. has done a tremendous job coming back from the storm. Our beach area, the 12-mile stretch that we're on, it looks amazing. The guys have done a great job. All the mayors and everybody have done a great job bringing that place back. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty exciting, actually, yeah. that we can do the business that we're doing. Yeah. 75% of your business is done in 15, 15 weeks. weeks. Yeah. It's a giant pyramid. Yeah. And it's happening. It's Memorial Day. It's 4th of July. July yeah. is the biggest month. August, Labor Day. It's all big business. Yeah. It's the high season. Yeah. And you yeah. shut down from when to when? Well, now that I'm older and my kids are all out of the house, uh, we closed for three weeks. It's like a... For me, it's maybe a hard pill to swallow, but yeah. I need to do it, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, because we're so involved in the store, and um, yeah, I, I feel like to... I, I could retire at any time, but I choose not to. Yeah. So I do. I still need to take some time off, and yeah. I and, I'm, and I need need to spend some more time with my wife because now I spend time with her in a workplace, which I never did before. So I need to like, okay, yeah. let's lock the door, honey. We're going to California. Surf, we'll hang out surf, with James. Yeah. Uh, we'll spend a week in Newport, two weeks up in Santa Barbara, then yeah. we'll go home, we'll work a little bit we'll more. We'll hit Fashion and, Island for you. It's all good. It's all good. You know, so uh, I try to keep that balance. And, yeah. and we, we, you know, we, we have a space there where a guy my age can actually lock the door and not really fret too much about it. You yeah. Know, no, not much guilt there, yeah. you know. About well, 45 it, so. years, I think he kind of earned it. 
I feel like if I don't take it now, life life is short. I mean, right? look at Kobe Bryant today. Oh know, my gosh, that's so a crazy. crazy thing. We uh, did circumstance, but Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you know, I mean, so but you know, every day you got to wake up and go, okay, man, let's let's uh, do it to the fullest. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, that's always always been my motto. So yeah, we're here. I'm making my wife happy, hanging out with my son, cool. surfing as much as I can. You know, I yeah. try and pace myself. You know, if I'm gonna go surfing for three weeks, I can't just come out and surf six yeah. hours every day. I tell the first that guy, five days, go on a trip. Then, then I'll just fall apart for the next for the real meat of the trip. Well, so, no six hour sessions the first day, bro. Yeah, You're gonna be ruined, right? So it's like uh, three I do hours that all too one, often. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it, it's three hours one day, two hours the next day, three hours one next day, two hours the yeah. next day. Yeah, get and your body to adjust. Slowly yeah. work into it, you know. That's Plus, cool. uh, at my age, you get yeah. a little tired. Yeah, you know. Uh, which brings on the supplement thing, you know. Yeah. So, like, but that's whatever. cool. I mean, that's yeah. why you got in this business, and that you know, that's. If, oh yeah. If we today, had a choice, we'd surf all day, every day. But you know, yeah. you got work, kids, life, and yeah. you know, you try to balance. Like, okay, work enough, go surf. Work enough, yeah. Go on a trip. Work yeah. enough. It's just like it's a juggling act. I, I told James I was I was stoked to be out there today yeah. with the kids. I said, look at these groms. So I was so around cool. like these four little kids. I actually gave gave them one or two waves. I just couldn't couldn't go. They had their yeah. heads down. They're paddling with those little arms. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting in the way of this. this yeah. kid. I'm not taking off on this wave. Yeah. I can't do take it. The, take the back seat. Watch their stoke. Oh, kick out. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys started your own uh, board riders club yet? In New Jersey? Yeah. No. So you know that there's... Uh, Heritage and various, and there's a. I noticed that South something Jersey was board riders clubs. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, when I you get home, head. you gotta you gotta reach out to them it. and link up and. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, my hats off to the Heritage Group. They have done a great job in the last decade. Yeah, they've really done a nice job with their business. Yeah, and Brian Ferrius, his families of, uh, I'm fans of them. Yeah, you know? I know their mom and dad pretty well. Yeah, I just called Brian. Uh, to talk to him uh, while I was here, you know, nice. we're in touch with each other all the yeah. time. Yeah, I dig those guys. Yeah, they're good people. I, 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 I go out to Jersey quite a bit for the Action mm-hmm. Expo, right, right, um, trade show, and um, get to hang out with those guys all the time. You, you too, you yeah, know. Yeah, so, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to stay in contact with you know peers in the industry and people that are in the shops and you can bounce I'm sure you know having your Rolodex yeah we have our opinions of what's going on yeah and and, and, you know what it means to each one of us you know that kind of thing I mean having that relationship and, and you know somebody you could call and you know pick their brain about you know a brand or the business or the yeah. environment or the future or right. what do you got yeah. you know it's yeah you need that you yeah know? i always Colleagues. used to do that with george gerlach he, he passed away but he was like uh, I, i've known him since that very first surf contest so you know wait is like? george gerlach brad's dad no no another? no he okay. was the guy who owned surfers uh supplies he, okay. in ocean city right uh, he was like a mentor to me so i would yeah. always go down there and spend a, an hour with him whenever nice. i could just to keep up with him yeah. he was another ding guy too he, he's actually <laughs> oh you ding guys stay together huh <laughs> well he you know he always fixed everybody's surfboards you know and i was like okay this is how you do it and goes, yeah oh, tony this is how you do it you know yeah. so that was my side hustle for a long time and i can honestly tell you that uh, I, I do a lot less of it now yeah uh, just because i did so much of it 
And uh, since, you know, I I don't really need that extra money, I kind of feel like my Milwaukee polisher kind of sits in the back and I'll pull it out every (laughs) once in a while for whoever comes in, not for just anybody. You know, it's got to be somebody that has some real meaning to me. And then I'll say, yeah, otherwise I'm sending them down the road and going politely like I I really not doing. I got to keep the side hustle in full swing. I got to. Yeah. 16, 11, and four year old. Yes, and four year olds, I got a long time. I got a long way before <laughs> freedom. Right. I, got, I got a, yeah, I'm juggling <laughs> over here. Right? Yeah, hustle. Well, it's not a bad way to go through life. No, it's it keeps amazing. it exciting and, and it goes nice and fast. The decades fly by, and, you know, that's the hardest yeah. thing, you know. I mean, people look at me and I, and I go, I don't know where the time went. Yeah, it sucks. I, I do not know where the time went. I, you know, you're talking about my anniversary, yeah. and you're buying that sweatshirt that says Ocean Hunt's been here for 45 years. I don't know where it went. Yeah, I look at myself in the mirror. I go, "What the hell? I, well, well, what do you mean? Where did yeah. it go? So crazy. It, it's fast. You've looked the same ever since I've met you. Well, you know, I used to have hair like you, but <laughs> people do say that, and and uh, I'm a clean liver. Yeah. You know, I mean, I believe in a good night's sleep. I, I believe Holy in, crap, that's in, your dad? In yeah. only the right food. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe in exercise. Awesome. I believe yeah. in rest. You're going to have to send me that photo. <laughs> I, I had yeah. hair like that, too. Yeah. Uh, like two summers did. ago, maybe. I was in... And uh, there's a photo of his first sale with the customer. And so many times, they would ask, like, is that you? And it's like... <laughs> you? This, yeah. It's this super old register, like, in black and white. And I'm like... No, it's him. Yeah. And they look That's at his classic. head and they're like, you sure? But <laughs> That was at uh, the Crystal Pier in San Diego nice. after I was in the U.S. Uh, Surfing Championships in Malibu. A body glove put me in that ad. Sick. And I was in the back of Surfer Magazine That's standing awesome. there with that wetsuit on with that See, hair. you were sponsored. No, not really. I just, <laughs> I just did the ad. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. That first customer still comes in, too. No Every way. now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a, he's a chiropractor. Wow, and he looks exactly like uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. No way. So people oh, yeah. ask if it's so him and Bob are like, Dylan. Tony used to hang out with Bob Dylan back in the day, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> I can't tell you that I did. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's Don DeFabio. He's a chiropractor, <laughs> but he looked just like Bob Dylan from from his profile. Yeah, people great. ask me that all the time. So, have you have you been to any wave pools yet? It was on my list uh, when Kelly's opened up. Um, I was supposed to go right off the bat, and I was going to go with uh, a guy from Santa Barbara who handles a lot of Kelly stuff. Yeah. And his father passed away, and then I didn't get to go. And uh, James has more experience at the wave pools. I have so far. Yeah. I don't think I'd spend the money for Kelly's. Uh, we tried to go to the event last year, but. I talked to the guys at the WSL. Nobody could get us a hotel room in the casino, and I wasn't staying two hours away. Yeah. So we didn't end up going. James was at Waco for three days with the Hurley guys. With Sick. Simpson yeah, that was and, super fun. And Yaden, and uh, we built him a 5-7 chop tail cream and epoxy, and uh, he that's wrote it really well. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Something that's yeah. like fits in the curve and just quick and light and puppy. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not completely sold on it. I don't. I don't know where we're headed with that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard one bad thing about Waco ever. Yeah. And I hear about the enormity of Kelly's thing. 
Um, but I don't know if yeah. that's really the future. It seems like it's, hey, when, it's when kind you, of elitist. When you start carrying out or known, Tony, I'll invite you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it's, it's hard yeah. to put into words. Uh, you know, it's, I had four friends go. They spent $48,000. I, I don't think I would do that. It's crazy. You know? Dude, uh, yeah. I, I don't I've, I've surfed it four times, and one right. of the times right. I paid. And there was like 28 of us, yeah. though. So right. the price was still high, but... Right, right. Not as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only got four waves. Yeah. When I paid. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like. That's, that's and I fell on two. That's why I'm going to Costa Rica with my son <laughs> on a week trip, yeah. and I'm going to catch hopefully many, many, uh, yeah. dozens of waves. But I know it's experience. I like to catch four waves in the first twenty minutes because I like to get a little rhythm going. See, you're, you were a competitive surfer. Four yeah. waves in twenty minutes. I like to get the ball rolling. You know, it was top top six back then, right? Yeah. That's like, cool. uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure what that's I think it's all cool. about. I think it's a good part of the the industry, and you know, I think it has its place. But I don't think I it's mean, ever going to take away from like you. You true. must trip sometimes when you sit back and you go, "Fuck, man." You know, 30 years ago, we were riding longboards. Well, right? Yeah, single rode, fins. And then we rode and single then fins for a long You've time. seen every pretty much innovation. Oh, yeah. Throughout the surfing yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wetsuits. Wetsuits yeah. probably technology has played such a now. role in it. It's pretty yeah. awesome. They're like, Five mils are comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's pretty insane. They, and and yeah. the wave pool thing is just. I mean, that's got to yeah. be mind-blowing. It right? does blow my mind. It blows my mind because... Yeah. Well, what about the guys that are doing at Jaws a couple days ago? Oh, my God. That was like, psycho. Are you kidding me? Like, right. not even I just know. committing to the barrel, but, like, putting themselves in... It's not just making the waves. It's trying to rip the wave now. Like, they're, yeah. you know... Yeah. They're, they're, where, where dudes are, like, doing airdrops on purpose. Yeah. Kyle Lenny's a freak. He's and then, like, Billy Kemper's tube was... Yeah, I was... I don't know how you, you know, hold I, on. I surfed a lot of Sunset to a certain size... And Bradshaw used to always want to bring me out to Waimea, yeah. and I kind of resisted it. And uh, I was like, uh, you know, well-educated, careful Hawaiian surfer. You yeah. know, I knew yeah. when the radio report was a certain thing that I was probably going to just either yeah. pass that day or, you know, follow yeah. up after yeah. the swell peaked or whatever, you know. Uh, limitations were important in Hawaii, you know. I've been sure. there some winters where somebody yeah. would drown once a week, so... We definitely know it. And then when the tow thing came along, they were all calling me up. And they were like, come on, you got to come do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. My knee hurts. I don't know. I don't know. My elbow. John Thompson took me on the back of his jet ski. And we went over um, and surfed this wave. And I didn't even know what the hell I was doing behind a jet ski. I was like, I don't know, even know if this is for me. When do I let go? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been such a surfer for so long, and I'm like, now I'm hanging onto a rope. He's whipping me around. The surf's about ten feet, and I don't even have my eyes open. And then I'm strapped <laughs> in, and I don't even know where I'm going. And I gotta let go, and then I gotta look up. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? It's too complicated. <laughs> We're having it about just. Oh my fun. god! <laughs> we did the whole afternoon, right? Yeah. And I couldn't even sit on the toilet the next day. Oh my my legs were like so toast. Oh. It was like insane. I was like, we had. I was like, you know what? Straight I got my yeah. two decades in out here. I think I'm gonna let you guys do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We uh, we interviewed Strider the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he was telling us uh, the first times he did tow-ins at Chopu. Oh boy. Oh. And 
they had shitty jet skis back then. Like, yeah. not very good. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the early stages of, of uh, tow-ins, they had rope that was like rope <laughs> and a water bottle. Like, as they handled it. As they like, handled it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like, they didn't, like, funny they didn't go to, like, the, the wakeboarding or, you know, boat right. store because they're in Tahiti. They're like, yeah. oh, well, we'll just yeah. throw some this, something. To, this yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got a hole in the back of that. No, no, no life vest back then. You know, like this is, yeah, yeah, no thanks. Strider, I got a great Strider story. He used to always come to Ocean Hut. So I don't know. He was in Reunion Island and he had to leave. And Kelly Slater, where are you going? He goes, well, it's Tony G's 30th anniversary. I, uh, I have to go. You know? How and rad. He would, and he would come. And the one time James was involved. Strider took James into the big bus back when all the brands had Quicksilver had the big bus and Mo Daddy drove it and he sat him down with all the team and everything he said okay James you want to be one of us or you want to be like your dad you want to run a surf shop or you want to be a pro surfer he took him he was like eight or nine years old <laughs> so come funny. with me he brought him into the thing. it was so, so funny cool. it's, it's, it's pretty cool how rad it used to be like when I was growing up how much like the pros would visit the shop and like there was just so much more of that going on yeah. whether it was like Machado or the year like Danny Fuller came and uh, yeah. I rode like a wave oh, tandem yeah. with Rostovich like it was just so cool back then and yeah. like Reef I really McIntosh got to be a part of it. Came right after the part. storm, oh, hung yeah. out with us all day, vacuumed the floor. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, stuff we, like we, that. You we, know, we, it's priceless. Yeah, we we bring that up about you know the importance of supporting the core, and that means that you know local movie showings and now social media. You know, things have changed. Yeah, you yeah. know, the dynamic of business and marketing and stuff but yeah getting on a tour bus and doing that east coast tour People or the still west coast love to and, rub shoulders with the guys that they you know the meet and greet the guy yeah. that's in the magazine or on the clip and you know have those you know kind of and actually that reef mcintosh one sticks in my mind because the surf was really good that day and he and i woke them all up i said come come here as early as you can get up just get a cup of coffee and get over here and uh, Reef looks at me. He goes, uh, "What do you want us to do today, Tony?" I said, "Well, the first thing I want you to surf. do is go surfing with me." Yeah. So everyone went up the street. We had a great session. It was unbelievable. That was the trip. Uh, it was with Chase. Chase. Chase Wilson. Up Chase over Wilson. Newport, the bird guy. Yeah. Yeah. He the came swell and extended was so his surf. He, he extended his home. ticket. Yeah. Wow. He rode yeah, for quick at the time. And surfed like three more. The guy days. that started bird. Yeah. 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 He, he was on the trip mm-hmm. as a grom. So cool. And Reef was like, what do you want us to do? I said, well, we're going surfing for two hours here. Yeah. My wife's got it. All the employees are in place. And then we're going to have some lunch. And then we're going to look at the surf again. It was like unbelievable yeah. stretch. Yeah. Right? And all those guys. And then they had a blowout like yeah. a day later. And then this blonde-haired kid goes, if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll stay at your house and ride the swell out. Who said, sure. So cool. <laughs> and James were down the seaside how, at night and riding the bikes around town. That's what like, life's about. It should be like, man. what are you going to yeah. do? I don't know. Let me check the forecast. Let me see what the surf's doing. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll work my schedule around that. Yeah. That's, we we, we that's ended up dream. having a great day. I said, Reef, just wander around the store and talk to people. That's all. We're not going to do any formal sit-down thing yeah. and corral a bunch of people in a surf. He seems space. like a really cool, genuine dude. He's he sick. was. He, yeah. he loved it. We had the best day. It was just ridiculous. And that cool. stays sticks so, out in my mind. So going back to like, you know, your longevity in the industry and you've seen so many crazy ups and downs, yeah. recessions yeah. and Sandy and, you know, you, you've been resilient and you've 
made it through, right? Luckily. Like, you've kind of given a lot of cool insight and advice. Like, what's the, what are some of the things that you would, you know? Well, basically, for me, um, in that 1990 recession, I was rubbing nickels, and that's when I met my wife, you know? And that's when I decided that a different tact would be important, right? So we got on that saving kick and doing things wiser. Um, I'm known for the numbers. I computerized in 1990, which was really important, just to see how I was making money and where it was going. Yeah. That was a big step. In 1990, we ran uh, yeah, 486 no. DOS computers <laughs> that were 2,000 bucks yeah. and controlled that store from top to bottom. And that was like a big play there. Huh. And then by the time that run-up was so great and we had kept every dollar we made because we were so efficient after being not efficient, right? So we became super efficient at everything we did and then we watched every purchase order, every dollar and gauged the return on it, right? So we run 130 businesses inside Ocean Hut. So every category has to be profitable. It gets looked at, scrutinized. You know, whether it's a woven shirt, yeah. a knit shirt, a walk short, a trunk, a hat, it all gets down to how many you should buy, how many you're capable of selling, yeah. and how much profit you're And you do everything, talk. right? You do all the buys. Yeah, I'm big on the numbers. Yeah. yeah, We have people help us with pick and see what they like and everything, but all the numbers have to go through me. There was a certain amount of discipline that I installed in the whole process that made us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... Taking it from 1991, 1992, rubbing nickels, uh, riding a bicycle to work for like six months uh, before I bought like a $2,000 car. I was just so intent on saving saving, saving that yeah. I, uh, we didn't afford any luxury for a while. And then making sure there was enough money for all the kids for school, put that all away, yeah. paid off all the mortgages. And we were so prepared for the crash in 08. Uh, people were like, I was so in tune with the economy and the finances. I was yeah. calling that like almost a year earlier. Wow. And and everyone was looking at I'm not really that savvy of a Wall Street guy, but they were like, oh my God, Tony, you could have shorted the market. Because I was saying that whole summer, I said, I'm just smelling it. I'm just yeah. smelling it, man. Something's, something's going to happen. But we were so prepared for 08 because of the way we lived from 1990 to 08 that it didn't Even happen. when the things got really good, you still kept that Yeah, yeah. Like- so we just did business accordingly right yeah. from then and that was like a minor hiccup where a lot of people went out of business you know didn't run their companies properly you know and next thing you know you were hearing stories about Quicksilver being 800 million dollars in debt and Billabong not far off and you know yeah. uh, and not much of recovery there so yeah. we kind of were like well okay yeah, you know we're just gonna do business properly in 08 looking at what is ahead of us that kind of thing and so we weren't really that phased by that last big recession Crazy. which was only because of the lesson we learned in 1990 that's yeah. good you know so and I thought we were going to have a recession coming up this year but I just don't see it anymore you know for all the people that I talk to it's, it sounds knock on wood yeah I mean the uh the election could throw a few curves. It uh, always gets a little sketchy around yeah, election. Yeah, but. so, but overall, yeah. I, I think the economy and the amount of people yeah, that are working. Yeah, bringing back manufacturing. It's crazy how many I mean, I'm not taking any risks this year. I'm doing no, what I'm supposed yeah. to do. 
but I feel pretty confident, you know, if we get how, the weather. How trippy is it all your years come in here, right? How crowded the water is. You know, I told Jim at Pure Glass, he was, I went to watch my son surf on 29th Street. Yeah, like the lower jetties. And it was like 150 guys in that spot, 140 guys in this spot, 50 guys over yeah. there. Yeah. I was like, Jim, man, this is awesome. Yeah. I can't believe how many people surf here. It's yeah. so we had to go, freaking crazy. We had to go around the lot like three times. I go it's Sunday morning at 8 o'clock and I'm like, I can't <laughs> uh, even find a worst day ever. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm just and, like and you can do that on Tuesday. Wednesday, people Thursday, are in the water here. Yeah. Every day of the week, it's the same. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday. You think nobody yeah. works here in Southern it's California. It's like pretty like, amazing to me to yeah. see that many people on a Tuesday. And you've seen the progression of uh, the popularity yeah. of surfing yes. over the years, yes. right? Like I kind of define it a little differently these days, you know. Yeah. Um, surfers don't have the same amount of uh, tunnel vision as my generation or maybe a generation or two after. They're like, uh, they do a lot of stuff, yeah. you know? They play a sport and they they surf, they snowboard, they might play lacrosse. Yeah. They're a little bit more well-rounded, you know? Yeah. I mean, I consider my son, he's a surfer, so that's what he does. But a lot of guys in his generation do a few things, yeah. you yeah. know, ride bikes or whatever. Um, so I kind of look at the population a little differently. So. Yeah. They all don't have their blinders on and just surf, 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 surf. Yeah. And I kind of think that's why the active sports industry is kind of taken a little bit harder hit in the yeah. last decade. Yeah. Is because it's kind of broader. Yeah, now, you it's know? not cool just to do one thing, really. Right. You right. know, unless yeah. unless you're an exceptional and that's like your focus. But right. I mean, even those guys rip at other things too. Yeah, whether yeah. it's yeah. golf they, or they maybe do jujitsu or or maybe they mountain bike so or maybe they that know. has kind of seen why there's more surfers today than ever in my entire lifetime. But it's the Different surf industries is uh, ha having a little harder time yeah. because everyone feels like they don't have to dress like a surfer to be a surfer. Yeah. Because they play lacrosse and they hit a soccer ball yeah. and they take a bike ride and you know yeah, yeah. whatever. Even so back a, home, like surfing in the winter, there's plenty of people out. Like when I was kind of growing up, it was a lot less crowded. Yeah. And like that wasn't really a thing. Like when he would bring me out, he kind of waited until I was like maybe 13, start taking me out in the winter. And like that was a rarity to see like someone that young kind of out there. And now like when I go home, there's like kids that are getting homeschooled yeah. surfing all winter round. So Homeschool. It's yeah, pretty right? crazy yeah. how. And you see it firsthand in Huntington. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I went up and spoke to him the last time I was here. I was like, how come you guys aren't in school? What's up? It's 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's my turn to serve. Oh, yeah. They're You're supposed to get out of here at 8.30. <laughs> yeah. You're They're supposed to the, beat it. just chuckle and go, man, we might go on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So Sons cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a little, little different. I love it. So what's your take on uh, the Olympics? I'm pretty excited about it. I think the girls are going to steal the show. Uh, I've surfed and talked with a bunch of them, and they're great surfers. They're super cute, and they're more articulate than the guys. Definitely. So when the big networks put that uh, microphone in front of them, they're going to sound better, they're going to look cuter, and they're going to steal the show. Yeah. And I think the women surfing, uh, half, our point, lesson, yeah. half our lesson program the yeah. last two years has been young girls with their mother's support going, I want to learn how to surf. I want to so, so once the Olympics hit... Yeah, it's I not, think it's it's not a jock girl anymore or, yeah. or a 
tomboy girl anymore. It's right. girls, like yeah. girls, yeah. like feminine, like and yeah. like you said, yeah. Yeah. pretty Cute, girls, right? And, Articulate. And they want to be and good conversations with some of those girls, yeah. and I was impressed when I walked away. That's you know? cool. Yeah. So it's a good that's point. what I think, and I'm not. Uh, dissing the guys by any means yeah but the guys are a little shorter in their answers and some yeah. of them want to talk some of them don't yeah the girls open up right away and yeah. that's what uh somebody who's looking at surfing is going to gravitate to more yeah. is that girl that opens up and and explains exactly what she was doing and feeling so right. you know what's going on in today's world so i think they're going to steal the show it's going to be exciting now, to see how, that how it plays out hopefully I don't know if it's going to change our meter. No, you yeah. know, uh, but it's certainly a spotlight that we haven't had <clears throat> probably since one of those movies came out. Yeah, you know, or longboarding came think, back or something. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how media, like like you said, yeah, movies, events, yeah, blue alter, crush, yeah, alter the the blue crush that dynamic huge. and oh, popularity, yeah. the relevance of surfing oh, and yeah. the trend. I know, like. When, when we were working at Huntington Surf and Sport, I remember when Endless Summer 2 came out. Yeah. And how, a big deal. how, like, whoa, people are fucking wanting to be surfers because of this movie. This movie. Yeah. And yeah. and the store, you know, the shop yeah. got busier and yeah. brands became bigger. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. Cause it's, and it was a global thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you brought up Blue Crush yeah. and, like, what happened to women surfing. Yeah. It quadrupled you know there's well, so many i think the bethany movie too i don't know yeah, how many rip, sure. i don't know how many rip curl rash cars we sold that right. summer yeah. but literally they would come in and be like i need a rip curl rash yeah car. Yeah. yeah so that so, all comes so, in i think play. alana um what's her name alana oh alana Blanchard. Blanchard. yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she helped sell some rip curl stuff right, too. for sure yeah, yeah. absolutely because she rips <laughs> yes but you know i would love to see the surf industry scale itself properly you know yeah. i mean I've been around for a long time, and I can tell you that uh, Sean Stussy, who is a family friend of mine, he was like one of the believers that, you know, the business should be scaled profitably, you know? So he always loved that 30 to $50 million bracket because you didn't necessarily make much money from, much more money from 50 to 100. Right. And then once you were at 100, if you weren't doing two, you were like stuck in the mud. Yeah. So he kept that little thing right at that 30 to 50 and always brought home, you know, a pretty big suitcase of dough for himself. Yeah. yeah. You know, which allowed him to, you know, move up to Montecito and retire in 1992. In, yeah. that, in that last recession, he didn't want to go around, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, so I kind of would love to see the scale of the surf industry settle into a norm that yeah. would be sustainable. For yeah. all the people that worked in it, uh, not as many hiccups, uh, really steady as you go. Yeah. No, like, okay, we have to sell TJ Maxx and Sam's Clubs because we have to hit this number and that yeah. number. Yeah. So I'm, Hallelujah, dude. I'm concerned yeah, that uh, when Oak Tree actually exits out of the board riders thing that we are put in some good hands. You know? yeah. uh, that's a concern of mine. And For sure. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll voice it whenever I get the chance. You yeah, know, right. I mean, do the right thing because you you can see what happened. Uh, maybe Nike wasn't as happy with Hurley as they should have been. Yeah, you know, they should have looked at it as a privilege to be in the surf industry. Uh, maybe they didn't control it well enough, or I don't know what made them so unhappy on the way out. But the difference between what they sold it for and what Bob offered really it's is a, a ten yeah. decimal. It's, 
blip on yeah. their balance nothing. sheet. So nothing. I, I don't I don't know where the heart went on that deal, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I would rather see the surf industry scaled properly so it was undertaken by surfers and everyone was kept nice and, and surfed and made a good living and and things were more steady. Amen, yeah. brother. And, and the yeah. up and down bit, you know. We hear you. That's that's what we're doing, man. Right. That's yeah. a, that's our livelihood. That's right. our yeah, you know good. passion and yeah. I know. That's yeah. what I want to see happen next. Yeah. For uh, sure. It doesn't have to be all about this and all about that. It yeah. has to be that nice comfortable More boat trips, right. more high fives, right. more barrels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what uh, yeah, and everything I, will take care of itself. It'll work itself out. Yeah. How, 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 how awesome is it that he's wearing, wearing a Mark and Dave's... Uh, yeah, it's one of our sponsors, Mark oh, and Dave's. Nice. Yeah. Right. How is Six Dennis Mark- doing? I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, okay. I haven't seen him in a while either, yeah. but we're really good friends with Dave. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know Dave? I haven't met Dave. Oh, dude. I, yeah. Mark he's, was he's on that good. boat trip. Yeah. Uh, what a character. Yeah. He is. Oh, my God. Love him. Character. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Mark and Dave's is one of the. You've you've stayed there, obviously, right? No, 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 no. He gave me this T-shirt, and I I pull it out of the closet. You got to go. I, I never got to go. I sent plenty so of sick. people there. Yeah, I must have sent like twenty or thirty families there. Go to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. the spot. Well, we'll have to plan a late night with Chalky <laughs> slash Ocean Hut. Trip, trip. I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we gotta get Screw a the way pool. Let's yeah. go down yeah. to like real ways. <laughs> Just kidding. We actually went uh, in October, right? Uh, what was that like? 2015 or something like that? No. 16. Two and a half years ago. Three. It was a while three ago. Years ago. I don't know. I, and we again. scored. It was yeah, October, huh? and it was crazy because uh, it was pretty empty. No kidding. Yeah. Well, there is a late little season. civil unrest there lately. So well, some people it was have, before that. Yeah. Right, right. It was okay. way before that. It yeah, was yeah. October, uh-huh. and late night, myself and this guy Jenner. Right. We surfed Colorado's that right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much the three of us. Wow. Yeah. For yeah, for like four that. days in a row. Yeah. And it was kegging. Yeah. 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 yeah it Too was freaking. It it, it it was weird. Like there's people down the beach. But it was us three on the right yeah. all day. Wow. For four days in a row. Nothing better. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, it was good. Really fun. Very nice, yeah. guys. Yeah. You got to go? Yeah. It's a, it's a okay. pleasure to talk yeah. to everyone dude. tonight. Yeah. Don't let it bore anybody. <laughs> no, dude, dude. This is awesome, man. Like, we, right. we love Again, to hear these stories. You know, so do our listeners. Thank 45 you, years of uh, independently owned surf shop. You've employed hundreds and hundreds of kids in your community. You know, that's a lot of cost, right? The sure. insurance, the freaking oh, yeah. minimum yeah, wage, no. the yeah. all that. Yeah, we do and everything right. Yeah. There's no cash on Got the it. side, no nothing. And honestly, like that, for, for us, like we want to um, tell that story. Right. You know, like you're, nice. you're an American businessman. That has a, support, a lucky one, a surfer. You know, yeah, you know, you're yeah, you're yeah, you're a first. surfer. Yeah, you you created this killer business, not just for yourselves and your family, but for think of all the yeah, yeah the community the that you you know provide That's, a, a yeah, killer service, service. The community, which is the nicest part about it at this point. Yeah, in my life. You but know? you also supported hundreds of people outside of your family. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Over 45 Absolutely. years. Yeah. So hopefully we've shared the dream enough where 
people are still surfing and and hold it close to their heart you know so listeners of our show please support your local surf shop please support ocean hut tony g yeah Um, thanks guys book your next surf trip to the east coast man (laughs) yeah go 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 experiment. There's Actually, some I, I surfed four times uh, before I came out, and three of them were by myself. So if you don't like all the numbers in the water, I know where there's waves where you can pick your own sandbar. Hey, because you know what? Take Florida, off as deep as you want. Florida might have the oranges, but Jersey's got the juice. We're out. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.